I need to do my CrossFit class today. Chocolate. I only need to lose 10 more pounds. Cheesecake. Can they make a smoothie with just kale? A chocolate cheesecake. If that cat would get off my yoga mat, I'd be on it. A bottle of wine? Oh, fuck it. I'll just start tomorrow. Oh, yeah. You're listening to The Dorsey Show on Vinyl Draft Radio. Hey, hey, hello, hi, howdy, welcome into the Dorsey Show live with me, Dorsey, here at the Associated Credit Union of Texas Studios. So I hope you guys are ready to get tuned in, turned on, and tuned up with me and my weekly dose of the Healthy Happy Hour. That sounds good, doesn't it? It does sound the good. Healthy Happy Hour. I like it. I know. And I have with me this morning my very good friend, Keevney, and she is a energy wizard, a pet communicator, a mindful manifester, and my super spectacular guest today. Say hi, Keevney. Hi, and thank you for having me, Dorsey. I'm excited. Well, every now and again, I guess I'll let you come back in. Oh, well, you're kind of stuck <laughs> with me for a little while, right? For a little while, anyway. Maybe, hopefully a great long while. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, you know, we talked about this, and I've got my coffee, my organo coffee, and where's your coffee? It's like 10 o'clock in the morning. I need some caffeine and some coffee. I am still on my juice fast. Whatever. And I haven't cheated with the coffee yet, despite Whatever. your... We talked about it. Peer pressure. We talked about peer pressure. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's healthy, organic coffee, and I've been having it for six years. You know, hey, you already have some at home. You got two boxes, I sister. Do. <laughs> I do. And lots of juice. <laughs> and lots of juice. Hey, there you go. All right. So what are we going... Well, actually, first, let's say hi to Facebook. Hi, Facebook! Hey. <laughs> and all of you listening... In. Welcome. Good morning. And if you are watching or listening, make sure you get on the Facebook page at Vinyl Draft Radio. Say hi to us. Have some questions ready. And if you're watching the replay, make sure that you also leave us some questions or comments because we'll make sure that we come back and answer those because Keevney and I are going to be talking today about pets and health, your health and your pet's health and how they come together, what we can do to keep our pets healthy and happy with them. They do to keep us healthy and happy and so i, I got that right right keevney that's what yeah, we're, we're just, talking about <laughs> yeah and just how how pets are used as therapy animals and just okay. overall how we're now finding the benefits of having a pet just because they're cute they're and cute. fluffy and furry yes. and they make me start talking like this because you know they're just so darn cute and you just want to talk like a little baby <laughs> you know that happens i'm not the only one that does that Somebody's got to tell me on here that they talk to their ba- their pets like they do little babies. I think it maybe it's I a think, woman thing. No, you know? my husband does it does a he lot. Too? Yeah, because you know we get around babies and we get that really high pitched uh-huh. voice. And oh, aren't they just so cute? And I see my babies and I'm like, oh, there's my handsome man. You know, oh my lord, yeah. I, if somebody were recording me, they'd probably think I was ready for the loony bin. Oh well, or they'll something. just tell me what you t- what you say. When no, <laughs> no, 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 no. We already discovered something that my animals blabbed about the other day, and I'm like, whoa. Oh, that is not fit for radio. Secrets. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What happens at the Hill House stays at the Hill House. Yes. All right. Okay. So what are we going to start off with? It looks like we were going to talk about, say, how animals and humans heal each other. And then there's a second part to that. And at what cost to mm-hmm. the animal? And how can we benefit from healing? Uh, how can we benefit from feeling healing from animals and protect them? from taking on our stuff and even vice versa. 
Absolutely. So there's like two parts right. to that question. And yes. I'm sure there's a lot of folks here. I mean, I, I noticed that too with my animals. Sometimes they get a little, um, I'm not saying I'm high strung. I'm saying they sometimes get, you know, a little high strung. <laughs> so imagine how high strung you wouldn't be if they didn't take on some of that. Stop it. Stop it. I don't know what you're talking about. My animals are just fine. We just have a crazy, vibrant household. <laughs> yes, yes. All right, so hit me with it. So I think the research of how animals benefit humans in mm-hmm. terms of therapy has become really compelling over the last few decades, or yeah, probably the last two decades, mm-hmm. and especially the last couple years. And we know that you know regular interactions with animals can reduce blood pressure in heart patients. We know that it can benefit um, kids with disabilities. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, we use horses a lot um, in that mode as far as improving speech and improving motor skills um, and just uh, interaction with other beings, right? Yeah. So just being able to open up. And it's kind of li- lately, you know, there's a little bit more focus on what is going on with the animal, how does it work, how mm-hmm. can we explain it? Um, so we know from a scientific standpoint that when we interact with animals, oxytocin is released in our brain. That's the feel-good juice. Yeah, which mm-hmm. makes you happy and, <laughs> and also puts your body in a state of healing. So in a you, state of ease and peace. Yeah. yeah. And you're more receptive and more to healing and yeah. producing more you know, positive cells mm-hmm. versus abnormal cells. So it can mm-hmm. help with even cancer patients and oh, sure. people going through chemo. And um, Well, you know, I'm going to interrupt you right here for a second because there have been a lot of studies and I've seen a lot of videos and anecdotal evidence of dogs in particular mm-hmm. being able to sniff out cancerous cells, cancerous right. moles or things that aren't even on the surface yet. I mean, mm-hmm. they are so much more in tune to things right. than we realize. And there's a lot of, I've seen a lot of work with autistic children mm-hmm. and animals really helping them to come out and just be, you know, much more, oh, what is the word? Just not even, not aware, just comfortable mm-hmm. with Absolute society. Yeah, and, right. Yeah. Just interaction in general. Mm-hmm. And even, I think it's the National Institute in Health in Maryland that actually has a resident dog um, for really? animals that are undergoing experimental treatment because it helps to calm the animals, the families, the parents, um, and it gives them that sense of home even yeah. though they're, you know, in a hospital. Yeah, sure. Oh, And I know there's uh, quite a few dogs, and I love the fact that they're using a lot of rescue dogs now to go mm-hmm. in and train them to go to different hospitals and be therapy dogs and go into a lot of nursing homes, mm-hmm. you know. And, I mean, that's they do so much for us, you know. They do. So I mean, we need to make sure that we do whatever we can to keep them healthy healthy, happy, and maybe not so crazy like they sometimes get at, at the Hill House. <laughs> well, you know, when we when we heal the human a lot of time, yeah. and clear the human, then a lot of the dog's physical manifestations disappear. I mean, for me, everything physical, whether it's in the human body or the animal, mm-hmm. is a manifestation of something out of alignment in the energy body. Gotcha. So if the animal's taking on, you know, you'll hear stories where um, you know, someone's gone through a tra- traumatic experience or a miscarriage or mm-hmm. um, cancer treatment, anything mm-hmm. like that. And they'll say, you know, my dog just was my best friend and just loves yeah. on me. You know, dogs can sense. I had a girlfriend yesterday uh, who found out she was pregnant and she said, my dog has been clinging to me for a week. Aww. And that was what tipped her <laughs> off to think something's different. Yeah. And sure enough, she found out she was pregnant. Aww. You know, so it's but a lot of times when you think of the stories where, you know, someone has a traumatic experience, it's it's not uncommon where I see or hear clients tell me that they had this experience and the dog totally helped them get over it. But mm-hmm. then the dog ends up passing away very quickly. 
So, oh, yeah. And so what are some things that that we can tell our listeners to sort of help with that? I mean, I know there are a lot of people that, uh, hey, hey, we're getting some waves in here. That's my man. And so what are some of the things that we can tell people or just maybe some tips or suggestions if you are going through, especially a traumatic mm-hmm. type of in, you know situation? That you can, if you get an animal to help you through it, or you have an animal already and they're helping you through it, what can you do to help them once you're healed stay healthy as well? Mm-hmm. Well, I think it starts even before you're healed. I mean, you start with getting oh, okay. yourself help, right? Yeah. So if you are going through something traumatic, make sure you have that support system, whether it's family, whether you reach out to a professional, just you know, do whatever you can to help with your healing. And then also just, I mean, just set the intention and, you know, you can even communicate with the dog, talk to the dog, Mm -hmm. however you do it, um, and just kind of let them know that this is mom stuff or you don't have to take this on, you know, just putting out that energy, that kind of that barrier of protection, just setting the intention. And then just imagine, you know, just send your dog love, send your dog peace, you know, just what we would do. Um, for another human. Yeah. You know, I did this the other day. I have a kitty cat that sometimes, you know, he gets that, and I forget what they call it. I mean, the vets have a term for it where they start doing that really obsessive licking and they start licking Mm -hmm. hair off, you know, kind of thing in one area or whatever. And he almost, he kind of sort of, you know, those butterflies and and different... Oh, different creatures out in the wild have, you know, false eyes, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously on the other side of their head, you know, typically towards their back end. Well, he has licked these spots off on either side of his tail and he looks like he has a face on his butt. So he's got like a butt face, you know, he's got, looks like he has these two eyes. Of course he does (laughs) because I'm all about the poo. And I'm like, of course in my house, my cat would look like he has a face on his hiney. And so I started, you know, telling him, and this is going to sound funny for some people might be like, Oh my God, really? I started telling him, all you need to do is just love and play and eat, sleep. And, of course, mm-hmm. I had to add in the poop. You know, eat, sleep, and poop. Just have fun. And me and he's been so much, not that he wasn't before, he's just been so much more playful. Just out of the blue, it'd just be like, you know, get that. You know, when you have a cat, they crack me up. And all of a sudden, they're in one room, and they're, whoom, they just run down the hall, and they go to another room, and it's like, you know, have you ever had that feeling where you're in one room and you just got to get to the other one real mm-hmm. fast? I don't know what's going on. I don't know what he saw or felt, but yeah. he just had that urge to immediately vacate and just, you know, just get those crazy eyes. You can tell, though, he's having fun mm-hmm. and just running around. So I've even done that for him. I've noticed the hair is growing back. Thankfully, Mm -hmm. because I took him to the vet and there were so many things that, you know, we tried and it just wasn't working. And I thought, okay, then there's got to be something else going on here because we both believe in energy. We're energy Mm -hmm. beings anyway. And I thought maybe he's picking up something from me and all these new things and all this. Just even if it's not traumatic it can be you know if it's not a heavy energy it can still be fun playful energy it can also be a lot Mm -hmm. you know and it could be a lot more than what they can handle Mm -hmm. at one time so that's why i was like hey baby boy you know and i love you gave him permission to just be a kitty or be a puppy or just have fun and play because it's kind of like self-care with us it's almost like we have to give ourselves permission to have fun or to go to the spot right yeah to have fun thing just reminding them yes that it's okay to have fun and just play and just be joyful Mm -hmm. and let me tell you he still is although he still has a butt face i'm like man i gotta work on that Well, and they pick up. They pick up. You know, it could be that it, not necessarily a big, de- a bad decision, but anytime we have to make a big decision or we're going oh, through a change, gotcha. You know, that can manifest as anxiety because we might be, especially yeah. if it's financial, if we're deciding to buy a house or to buy a car, something that it's a happy thing. Yeah. But 
it still you it's know, a big produces, decision, a lot of energy. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Well, we're going to continue this conversation here in a moment. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back shortly live with me, Dorsey, on The Dorsey Show. Hello again. Welcome back into the Dorsey Show with me, Dorsey. Hello, hello. And my guest today, Miss Keeveny. Keeveny, say hello. Hello. And tell our listening audience who the heck you are and why are you here with me? I am the <laughs> energy wizard and I help people and pets get more of what they want. Like more goodies? Have more happiness, more okay. money, more <laughs> treats, whatever it is. Whatever it is. Okay, great. All right. Well, we were talking before the, the break about how humans and animals, how we heal each other, mm-hmm. going through traumatic experiences together, or even just really happy experiences because they can still be really heavy, you know, lots of energy. And sometimes, I mean, they just don't always assimilate or deal with that energy very well, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so we were talking about some tips. So let's go ahead and just recap that. So if you are going through a traumatic event, and you either have an animal now or you've gotten an animal to help you deal with that traumatic event, what are some things that we can tell our listeners to to do or to help with the animal afterwards? Because, you know, we were saying that sometimes, unfortunately, after you heal from a traumatic mm-hmm. event, then the animal doesn't always have its full lifespan because it's really taken on a lot of that energy, you know, right. and then it, you know, its life cycle is shortened. So what can we do to keep them? healthy while we're getting healthy right so like like we talked about they're like a sponge that Mm kind of take everything and process Mm -hmm. for us so if they're processing a lot of negativity one thing to do is you know we talk about vibration or frequency as it relates to energy and it's Mm -hmm. just just like we would you know if we're you know wanting to be happier more joy just increasing that energy Mm -hmm. and that vibration so if your dog if you have gone through a traumatic event and you're healing mm-hmm. and you're in the process or you're on the other side mm-hmm. if you're able or if you need someone to come in and help you just make sure that dog at the same time that it's helping you heal is also going outside and playing and oh, taking gotcha. walks and gotcha. you know you can increase look at what you're feeding them are mm-hmm. you feeding them whole foods and give them some more veggies or fruit you gotcha. know just up their vibration the mm-hmm. same way we would ourselves so that they have the coping skills also to clear some of that negativity. Gotcha. So just make sure that they still do them. Yeah, they can still be a puppy, be a puppy. or a kitty or yeah, just have or, fun. Or whatever and just play mm-hmm. and love and all that. And, and you know, because they really can help you get through, a, yeah. especially a traumatic event, much quicker than you on your own and sometimes even quicker than you working with another person Mm -hmm. you know it's just we want to make sure because I mean I have fur babies you have fur Mm -hmm. babies you know and I love them to pieces and I don't ever want to see them hurt or you know because a lot of times we don't notice it until it's already really Far beyond, you know, far beyond sometimes what it should be because, you know, it's the little things like, you know, they can't say, oh, hey, all right, you know, I'm helping you out with this and I'm not feeling too great mm-hmm. today because you laid a lot of stuff on me here. Right. <laughs> you know, so just make sure they pay attention, still give them love, even though you're going through some hard times, make sure they're still out, maybe get them some new toys or, you know, yeah, some and, fun chew thing. You know, you can always enlist an expert. You know, I work a lot of times with clients that are going through those difficult things because mm-hmm. in my practice, I use energetic technology 
technologies to clear, solve, and resolve that energy. Gotcha. So I can do communication with the animal and or the human, mm-hmm. and whether the human wants to do it where I teach them how to then do it with the pet, or I oh. just go in and do it directly with the pet. Okay. You know, if I know what's going on in the house, I can go in and work with the pet and use okay. those technologies to clear whatever, if it's fear or lack or gotcha. shame or whatever, you know, illness, yeah. whatever energy is going on. Oh, okay. All yeah. right. So perfect. They can either, you can teach them to do it, mm-hmm. or you can come and do that, do it for them. You know, that's nice. Yeah, and I do a lot of it remote. So I, I mean, I have clients ah. on, you know, in California, New York, and Texas, and everywhere in between. So well, Miss Fancy Pants. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and we were talking a little bit about how I think it's just great that they are bringing animals in to be therapy for whether it's in jails, in hospitals, nursing homes mm-hmm. for a lot of children that have you know more behavioral disabilities. You know, with say autism and things like that, mm-hmm. where it's very difficult for them to assimilate just because they're being blasted with so much sensory attack mm-hmm. you know and then with animal therapy they're able to become much more functioning i guess you know in just typical society without just being so inundated and we were right. talking a little bit about that and the oxytocin which mm-hmm. is the feel good i mean come on who doesn't like to see a cute little kitty or a puppy yeah. dog or something you know and i think we've talked a lot about kind of how they help the humans and maybe some of the negative aspects with the animals uh-huh. but it's also really important to look at how it can benefit the animal as well the, and when the you, healing and, yeah. and being therapy dogs and just yeah and, and when and you look at like jails for instance mm-hmm. you know there are a lot of jails or prisons around the country um there's even one i want to say it's in kentucky called they have that program called jail dogs and they're they're bringing in animals and especially when you bring in rescues and train them it makes them more adoptable because they're in that human interaction they're getting that social um you know that social interaction Mm -hmm. And socialization, that's the word I was looking for. <laughs> it'll, it'll come to you. Yeah. <laughs> and so then they become more adoptable. And so it really does help them. And it gives them more exercise. It gets, exercise, it gets them out of a kennel. Yeah. Um, so there are a lot of benefits especially when we use foster and rescue dogs. Oh, yeah. I'm all about foster and rescue. All of my babies were adopted, you know, from a rescue somewhere. And I'm all about adopting, not shopping, you know, because there's so many out there, you know. And and I really do think it's true. The animals that you get from a rescue or a shelter Mm -hmm. or, you know, from a foster, wherever they come from, they just really seem like they're so much happier, more grateful. Yeah, the gratitude is there. Yeah, I mean, there's so much more, you know, and and Lord knows my girls are and they're rotten as all get out. I don't know how that happens. You know, they do take on their owner's energy. So wait, I knew. (laughs) I think we talked about this last time. Stop, stop. I think, I think, oh, excuse me. You know, your time today is already over. It's usually up about this time. Yeah. Yeah, when we start to hit below the bell. Hey, well, you know what? Did it call a spade a spade? Yeah. Okay, maybe I'm just a wee bit rotten. Just a little bit. A smidge. Not a lot. Maybe just a little bit. You know, I do spoil my babies quite a bit. Not going to lie about that. And, you know, they're also doing a lot with horses and folks Mm -hmm. with disabilities. So do you also work with horses? Are you primarily with the domesticated, like, house pets? 
So I do a lot with dogs, and that's probably because I'm a dog person, so oh, that's okay. what comes to me. Um, so do you have something against cats? No, and, I'm, and I've started to like cats better, actually, since I've been doing this work. Okay. Um, and my favorite are cats that act like dogs. Oh, my story. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I, had a, I, had a, I did a session with one of my good friends and his animals over the holidays, uh-huh. and he had a cat that passed away, and so he got a kitten for his older cat that was left sure to have a buddy yeah and he said you know and he said they fight and i don't he they don't get along and (laughs) and so i was talking to the cat and you know the cat said to me yeah i wanted another cat not a kitten slash dog (laughs) and it was and i said you know and then i talked to the cat and he was and it was it was very much you know what i perceive as a dog person to act like a dog it would come for treats it would beg it would you know it does all these things so oh yeah he said well yeah i kind of did get a kitten and it kind of does act like a dog Mm -hmm. so i know i've seen some of those that you know they fetch and their behaviors are more dog like Mm -hmm. right than the typical cat yeah you know and i've had one of those in the past that would love to fetch you throw Mm -hmm. stuff and it would bring back and actually drop it like a dog you know it's like okay wait a minute what's what's up with you cuckoo pants yeah (laughs) well and and to answer your original question, I, I mean, I do work with some horses. Mm-hmm. I love working with horses. They are oh, some okay. of the most telepathic animals, creatures. And they're amazing. just beautiful. They are. Highly intelligent. I've even worked Very with a cow over the holidays. <laughs> I worked what? with a cow. You're, okay, okay you got it. So what did you do with a cow? <laughs> well, you, it's a cow you, that acts like a dog, actually. It's kind of funny. It's my friend's cow. Oh, um, okay. I think and I so they were having about. some. They were having some um, issues with it health wise. Oh, okay. Um, and so I went in and did some clearing on the cow okay. and um, helped get her through some of that health stuff. Um, oh, okay. I've also helped when there's been you know cows that are pregnant or mm-hmm. into, you know laboring. Mm-hmm. Um, I've gone in and worked on some of their animals then. So it's so you're like a Mrs. Doolittle. Sometimes, yeah. Talk to the animals, <laughs> walk with the yeah. animals. <laughs> well, and it's, I, tr- I start out that way, and then nine times out of ten, I end up with the with the human as the client, because I can keep mm-hmm. clearing the animal, but until we figure out and clear whatever energies in the house and what's yeah. going on with yeah. us. Especially a lot of times with us, it is recurring, because right. we either don't know how to clear out whatever we're going mm-hmm. through, or we get stuck in you know sort of a negative pattern, and right. we don't really know how to get that out, how to get over it, beyond it, mm-hmm. you know. And then, of course, social media and, and other outlets don't help with a lot of the fear and the lack and or all that. Or the comparison. That. Oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. the comparison game. Yeah, so I right. can see where it's easy for us to get stuck, and then that just falls over into our fur babies, mm-hmm. you and know? It doesn't have to be negative. It can just be when we get stuck in that analytical mind and we start ruminating oh, sure. on something, mm-hmm. you know, that and energy like can be death. really, right. And yeah. that energy can be really intense for an animal because, you know, they're a lot more sensitive than a lot of humans are. Well, you know, not that we aren't, as a lot of us just don't realize. Well, right, then we're tapped into. Yeah, that that we really are very energetic, that we're very Mm -hmm. sensitive, you know, we're very intuitive. You know, most people don't realize how intuitive, you know, a lot of people don't realize it's that gut feeling, you know. and that's Yeah, and that's why you get those feelings. Or some people, like, there's times that things happen, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I already saw that, you know. Mm -hmm. So I sometimes see things sort of ahead and then wonder, wow, that was... It was kind of like weird and cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and if you imagine it, you know, we've all met someone or maybe we are someone that's super sensitive and mm-hmm. we call ourselves an empath and yes. we walk into a room and if everybody's angry, all of a sudden we're angry. Yes. If everybody's you pick sad, we're sad. You watch yeah. a commercial and you cry. You exactly. Know? And just imagine that that's kind of how 
most animals are just in their regular day life. They're yeah. all empaths. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because right? they don't have all this other junk right. that we pile on or our stuff. Or the ego. Oh, yeah, yeah. They don't <laughs> resonate with that lower energy, right. you know, until we put that out there because mm-hmm. we're in it and dealing with it. And, yeah, yes. that makes sense. We need to shed, almost like an onion, we need to shed a lot of those non-serving layers that we have. Mm-hmm. And then not only are we happier and healthier, then our babies are going to be happier and healthier. Yes. You know, because I know a lot of people have animals. I love animals. I've always had them, you know, and, you know, it's it's kind of funny people that say, oh, you know, I don't like cats and I'm not a cat person. If they come to my house, that is the first one that my cat goes to rubs on. Mm -hmm. So why briefly, why is that? Why do you think that is? Well, I think, you know, any animal, you know, if it's someone that has a belief, I don't like cats or I'm not a cat person, Mm -hmm. there's on some level, they're pushing away some human they're pushing away some love or some energy. Oh, so if okay. you're pushing that away, then the animal picks up on that, then they want to give that to they you. They want to give you right? love. Okay, yeah, because you created that vacuum mm-hmm. of, I don't have this, and that's all mm-hmm. they know is just a higher energy, so let right. me go give them. All right, so if you're listening, folks, and you're one of those <laughs> that says, I don't like dogs, and I don't like cats, and you wonder why when you go somewhere and there's a dog and a cat, and all of a sudden it's all over you, mm-hmm. well, it's trying to, it's not being you know malicious or nasty, it's trying trying to give you some some love love. and make you feel happy. All right, so we're going to stop on that note, take another quick break, and when we come back, we will pick up with how dogs are more likely to get adopted with interaction, and we'll Mm -hmm. kind of talk about some of those things when we are back live. The happy stuff. The happy stuff, live (laughs) on The Dorsey Show on Vinyl Draft Radio. All right, we have some folks that are watching. I'm going to say, hey, Miss Angel. Hey, Lorianne Ozeal, if they're still on here. Miss Sonia. Ruama Rue. Rue, oh, Rue. Rue. Hey, Rue. Rue like gumbo. <laughs> I was like saying that. Do you know Amy from Heartland? Does that sound familiar? I don't know mm-hmm. her. Because Angel was saying that's like Amy from Heartland. They they bring the horse, um, but she says it's often the family that's helped. You know, so I don't know if, if Amy works with horses or or what, you know, but that's true because you were saying that, too, is, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times you're working on the animal and that's easier to fix mm-hmm. than the humans. And that's where more of the deeper issues lie that take a little longer to, well, to work we on. We have all these beliefs that become our truths. And yeah, that we make true. right that we keep pulling, yeah. in this, you know, it's the same circumstance to sure. validate our beliefs. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Do you have anything on my teeth? No. Okay. <laughs> Did you say 10 minutes? Oh, I was like, 10 minutes? What? That's a really long commercial. <laughs> oh, He's cutting say, you off today. I was going to say, what the heck? We're talking fur babies. Seriously? <laughs> we need to bring some fur babies up in here. Oh, by the way, I'm going to ride on you. Kiwani said that you were handsome. Leon. <laughs> Dorsey said it too. I know. He knows it. I say it all the time. I'm like, he's a very handsome dude. And yeah. that voice is like, oh, it's like dreamy. It's hey, he's he's my he's my dark chocolate right there. <laughs> Leon's like, oh God, I knew she was gonna go yeah. there. <laughs> oh it's dark. You're safe. We can't You're see safe. you. It's okay. Oh, um and oh, hey Nina. Hey Miss Nina. I love Nina. She's so precious. It an Angel said it's a TV show. Amy from Heartland. Heartland. 
What is? I don't watch Heartland. I wonder what that is. It sounds familiar. It does. I just haven't it's seen. Probably that. some feel good show my mom watches that I've heard. Of probably, and I'm sure it's something I would like. I'm trying to reduce my TV watching mm-hmm. because it's easy to get sucked into that. You know, like social media, it's easy mm-hmm. to get sucked into that, and it's like an hour, two hours, three hours, and you go, oh my lord. So I'm trying to yeah, reduce I'm not a TV that. Girl. We only have one TV in our house. I know. Seriously, that's wrong. <laughs> See, I tell you, you think I joke about not liking the technology. I know. We're going to get you into the, you know, like the present. You're going to have me watching TV. And I'm going to at least have you with the new dead gum fast. phone you where you can go. Influence. Oh, my gosh. I'm at least going to have you on a new phone where you can go live with us for crying out loud. I was live last time. Seriously, this is your show today and you're not even live. You just, ser- I don't know what to do with you. My people aren't on social media. <laughs> oh, my God. Excuse, 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 excuse. It's one thing after another with I you. Know, right. <coughs> what did you say only with technology oh my god <laughs> or sit sit by hey everybody we're back here with me dorsey on the dorsey show live on vinyl draft radio that was a little loud and a little over energetic that's what happens when i have my <laughs> coffee my organo every day organo coffee every day hey if you want to try some let me know because i can hook you up <laughs> And I'm live here in studio with my very good friend, pet communicator, energy wizard, mindful manifester, the Mrs. Doolittle of the 21st century, Keevney. Keevney, say hi. Hello. Okay, say it a little more energetically, Miss Softy Pants. Hello, Dorsey. Awesome. (laughs) Thank you so much. All right, so we were talking before the break about animals and how they help us heal, how we help them heal. Mm And we were talking about getting adopted, and you kind of briefly mm-hmm. touched on this at uh, talking about in um, like in jail settings or even just any setting that they're going into where they're like therapy dogs or, mm-hmm. or cats or whatever. And they, especially with dogs, if they have more interaction and they've come into a rescue, especially I'm assuming if they've come in from maybe a hoarding situation or dog fighting or they had sort of a traumatic start in their life and then they come into a rescue and then they go out and start doing therapy things like that it makes them i guess easier to be adopted out is that what you were talking yeah, about yeah i mean i think if any time you have an animal that's been through trauma mm-hmm. um the more social interaction the more people they have around it's kind of like a kid the more the more uh people grown-ups know about the child the Mm -hmm. more likely they are to thrive it's kind of with an animal it's you know the more human interaction they have the more people that play with them the better socialized they are Um, true and so if you can I mean if you can open your home to a foster you don't even have to have a therapy you know just having getting them out of the shelter and even when that's true yeah I mean even when they haven't had a traumatic experience yeah you know after the hurricane I was doing some volunteering at the um um, Houston Pets Alive mm-hmm. on Cell Link, and there were they at first it was 100% owner surrender animals. Oh, okay. and so these were animals, a lot of them that were in a home, so they didn't necessarily have anything traumatic. But then being at the shelter was well, traumatic. No joke, yeah. So you know, there's the shelter shutdown that a lot of them go through, and so oh. especially if you can pull. I mean, it doesn't matter if the animal's been through trauma or not. Just okay. you know, having them with people is is so beneficial and. 
makes them yeah. more adoptable. Well, it's a trauma for them if they were, especially in a home. For and sure. now all of a sudden they're not with their humans or in their environment where they knew they were safe and comfortable mm-hmm. or whatever. And now they're in this foster or rescue. And that's what I tell people. They say, oh, I don't want a, a dog, you know, or a cat full time. Hey, you know what? You can just foster one for a short period of time and it helps them get adopted quicker mm-hmm. because they do become so much more accustomed to being petted, just an environment with other people, other kids, you know, and they talk about too, and I've noticed this with cats, when we would get our cats as, as little bitty babies, especially little babies, little mm-hmm. kittens, the more you play and love and hold and just really interact with them, the more lovable they tend to be and the more okay they are with interaction later as they mm-hmm. get older. And I've noticed that, especially with cats, because you know, cats are one of those like, Ugh. they don't like a lot of change, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and they're also, you know, they remember being treated as, you know, the it in the days of the pharaohs right and so you know they know they're they are the bomb and they have this like oh human please you know when they want to be petted pet me otherwise leave me the heck alone you know and so i i saw that and when i got the baby of our bunch and i thought i'm just gonna try this because he came as a kitten you know he just he my, my cat my outdoor cat brought him up Oh wow! Okay. I know it. Well, I say outdoor. He was he was in and out. He would go out, cat mm-hmm. around, whatever he was fixed, and then he'd come in. You know, for the rest of the time. And now they're all inside completely. He brought this one, this little guy up, little bitty, teeny weeny. He was so cute, and he's dark chocolate, Leon. He's like you. He's dark chocolate, and he, you know, Actually, he, I'm caramel. But okay. You're caramel. Oh, okay. Mmm. <laughs> this is a yummy show. <laughs> And, you know, people say, oh, he's black. And then when you look at him compared to, like, my other cat who's just solid black and white, he actually is dark chocolate. So it's Mm. appropriate for me because I always talk about chocolate and cheesecake, you know, in health and wellness that you can eat it and have fun. And here I end up with a dark chocolate kitty cat. I thought, how appropriate. And so I did notice it's really true. I played with him a lot Mm -hmm. more. And he's so much more lovable. And, Leon, can you please keep it down in there? Seriously? I mean, get off my show. (laughs) (laughs) you you little stinker hey and so i noticed that you know just playing with them more like now he's so much more comfortable with me picking him up and loving on Mm -hmm. him putting him in my in my lap and he'll stay there instead of you know a lot of times if you pick up your cat they do that pushing away you know like oh yeah they're more standoffish get out of my face Mm -hmm. you know human you know you're it's not your time to pet me right now you know (laughs) kind of thing so that definitely helps them to be, you know, or even go to a shelter. If you can't foster or volunteer mm-hmm. oh, for sure. to open go, your walk house, the dogs, play with yeah, the cats. Yeah, you know, a lot of them will let you come in mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and either if you don't want to clean cages, you don't have to do that. You can just still go in and play with them mm-hmm. and just interact with them so that when people come to look at them for adoption, they get much more attention. Right. You know, so that's what we were talking about. Just, you know, if you can do that, you don't have to go and get one. You know, you can. Right, there help. are plenty of I mean, you can go play with the kitties. You can foster Heck the yeah. kitties. I mean, we're really spoiled in Houston. Um, you know, I have a lot of friends that want to get a dog and they don't want to go to a foster. They don't want to go to a shelter because they want a certain kind of dog. Yeah. But I we know. really are spoiled where you can. I mean, there's great Pyrenees shelters and there's lab I shelters. I mean, you can really. I find, know. And, you know, I think one thing to think about, too, is just labeling, getting away from labeling a dog a breed, you know, because... What dog, do you mean by that? So shelters, a lot of times, are starting to do away with 
they get a dog in and the dog might look like a pit bull or it might look like a lab. Oh, and so they'll label you. it that. Oh, I got you. And then it goes with all people get it and they expect it to act like a lab or, you know, we have all oh, these gotcha, stereotypes gotcha. of what breeds are. Yeah. And so by getting away from that, I mean, I've gotten dogs. I have a dog that looked exactly like a lab and you know, we found out it's a lab and a Great Pyrenees mix, which when we yeah. knew her, you know, as My we had her mixes. longer, we realized that. Yeah. But it's just, you know, every animal is different. Not every purebred animal is going to act like what you think it's going to act. So oh, exactly. Having yeah. an open mind when you're going to adopt or yeah. shop yeah. and just really pick, you know, go and meet the dogs and pick the dog based on that individual dog. Oh, and I'm telling you, you know, I used to do quite a bit. Our shelter in Alvin changed and you, they only work with like specific fosters or rescues. So a lot of times I can't just go in to volunteer. Mm -hmm. So I work through foster groups and rescue groups and things like that, where I'm able to help outside of the actual shelter. And, um, I forgot what I was going to say. I just had a brain fart. Lord have mercy. Hey, I get so excited. Wasn't when important, I'm, I guess. I, apparently, it wasn't <laughs> important. But um, you know, I used to do that there, and you know, since I oh, I know what I was going to say. Yay! I remembered. All right, sorry, blonde moment. I'm back. I would, you know, people would say, "Oh my gosh, how can you go around all those dogs and cats and not want to bring every single one of them home?" Well, as much as I love animals and as much as I love being around them, I'm telling you, as much as you think you pick them. They more so pick you for sure all day long mm -hmm. and twice on Sunday. I'm telling you, the girls that we have right now, they both came from the Alvin shelter. And oh, my Lord, they saw me coming a mile away. It was like big neon on my forehead sucker. <laughs> blink, blink, blinkity blink. Well, this is that's true. my human. I mean, they're <laughs> like, oh, my God, that is the one. And then the rest of them, you know, I love playing with. I love having fun, you know, and I was really OK with not feeling guilty mm -hmm. that I didn't bring every single one home, well, you know. And I like to think of, you know, people ask me and this is good to help our listeners know if you're thinking about adopting, mm -hmm. you know, people. People would ask me, how can you go into those shelters and work with those animals? It must be so sad. Yeah. And I thought, well, yeah, it, it was sad. And, and for their situation. Right. And yeah. it was, you know, you didn't want to leave them all there. I did want to take all of them home. But oh, then sure. imagine if we don't, if they don't even have us. Oh, yeah. You know, it's a lot more sad if we don't go and help them and well, give yeah. them that interaction. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so, yeah, obviously, unless you have tons of property and yeah. a ton of money to be able to take care of them properly. Mm -hmm. Okay, we're not advocating go and get them all and create a hoarding situation at your house. No. obviously, because then you're going to traumatize them even worse. You know, it's just give, going out and giving them some love. And, and who knows, maybe you have a household where someone in the house is allergic mm -hmm. and you still really love animals and you can go. That way you can kind of get your animal fix, exactly. you know, and go help. And, you know, whether it's walking, bathing, whatever it is mm -hmm. with the rescue group, the foster Eating. group, the yeah. shelter, whatever it is, you know, heck, even just, you know, getting with, say, I'm really big about local. I do a lot mm -hmm. with my local groups because sometimes they need things, you know, if, if you if you can't go, you know, at all, check with them and see, hey, do they need supplies? Do they mm -hmm. need food? Do they need bedding or whatever it is? I guarantee you there's right. always a need. And sometimes, you know, I'll help with travel because some I was of the just ones say transportation. Yeah. Some of the ones that I work with, they are partnered with 
I forget who it is, some folks that have some airplanes or access to mm-hmm. flying them from one place to another. So they actually are able to get a lot of these animals even out of state. Right. You know? Well, you don't have to have an airplane to help. I mean, we yeah. there's a lot of fosters that have, you know, they have a foster. And mm-hmm. so the animal's in the foster and it's in a loving home. And mm-hmm. they may just not have the means to get it to a certain adoption event on the weekend. So oh, yeah. Exactly. If we can't take the dog to the adoption event, it doesn't have the chance of being adopted. Right. Exactly. So it's just helping even if you can transport it a few blocks yeah. in a car. Yeah. Yeah. So there's ways that you can help with the animals mm-hmm. instead of feeling like you have to adopt them all or take them on yourself, you know, and and I know some people can't because they're allergic. And again, if if you aren't and you want to get your animal fixed, you know, you can go and help mm-hmm. then obviously have a change of clothes and take those off before you go into, you know, t- don't strip at outside, you know. <laughs> Go into your or garage do, you know. or wherever <laughs> and then change where you go in, you know, if that's something yeah. that you can do. But there are a lot of ways that you can help the mm-hmm. animals, even in a you know rescue situation or rescue facility, if you can't take them, you know, yourself right. or whatever. So that way it just helps them be, you know adopted quicker you know mm-hmm. was what i was trying to get at and uh, well and if you are someone that does ha- want to foster i mean one thing that is always needed is, is you know when they get the pregnant mamas off the kill off the kill list yes, you know we the yes. worst place for puppies to be born is a shelter oh i know so you know yeah. fosters that can help with pregnant mamas or you know young pups are gold mines you know for the rescues so yeah and you know what's awesome is a lot of the rescues if you can volunteer to bring an animal like that into your home even if it's not pregnant a lot of times they Mm -hmm. will have funds for oh yeah when you foster to to bring you know when you bring them into your house that they will provide you with supplies Mm -hmm. or you know if if you could just get them to their vet appointments that's all taken care of it's just you helping to get them there and so you know a lot of people i don't want people to think they can't do some sort of help or assistance because you can and even the smallest thing is so beneficial for their health yeah even if you have things in your house paper towels or Mm -hmm. you know extra even if it's not pet related necessarily bedding towels you might not be a pet person you might not even like them per se or Mm -hmm. have one Mm -hmm. but there are things if you want to help other people help them. Exactly. Absolutely. There's yeah. always something you can give. Oh, exactly. All right. Well, we're going to take one more break. And when we come back, we are going to talk a few fun little things that Keevney doesn't even know about. Uh-oh. So make sure that you <laughs> stay with us. And we'll be back shortly live on the Dorsey Show on Vinyl Draft Radio. All right, welcome back into Live with Me, Dorsey on the Dorsey Show here on Vinyl Draft Radio. And I'm in studio here with my very good friend, Keevney. Keevney, say hi. Hello. And we've been talking pets and human health and pet health and fostering, adopting. We've kind of been all over the pet, over the pace. Over to pace. I can't the even. Pet place. I can't even talk. I mean, Lord have mercy. It's just kind of crazy here. That's okay. We're having fun. So we were talking about interaction with animals, especially if they're in a foster or shelter situation. Mm-hmm. It helps them to get adopted. If you can, you know, if you don't want to adopt or you can't, which is fine. You know, if if you want to help, you know, you can go volunteer. You can go walk. Just helping them get mm-hmm. human interaction helps them be adopted quicker. And something else for those that are listening or watching, you know, live on social media, man, if you see somebody or a shelter or something, share it out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have literally had about three or four different 
animals that I've shared from different groups and saying, hey, you know, in the Houston area saying, hey, guys, you know, there's this baby is, you know, can anyone help or foster a volunteer or whatever? And then all of a sudden I find out they were adopted because I shared it out. Mm -hmm. Then that got shared. So even if you can't, you know, if you if you're in a position where you don't have the money to be able to take supplies to a foster or rescue group, you can't have an animal in the house for whatever reason you're renting and you can't Mm -hmm. have it. You're allergic and you can't have one and you really want to help. Guess what? Sharing is caring. caring. I mean, literally, I I kid you not, there's been at least four Mm -hmm. that I personally can say I have helped get adopted just from sharing on social media, you know? Right. Well, you never know who's watching and who's looking and who's available. Exactly. You know, and with as many people as we can reach on social media, Mm -hmm. why not? You know, why not help them get a a new forever home? Same with finding lost pets. I mean, I've, you can share it and, you know, or when babies, especially with like loud noises with firecrackers, thunder, mm, storms yeah. and things like that, they will get out. And then I've seen where people post it on Facebook and say animal found. And next thing you know, you know, and it's a good thing to post on, say, like your local sites, say the talk of Alvin, the talk of Pearland, talk mm-hmm. of Clear Lake. You know, we're around the Houston area. So obviously, if you find an animal in your area, post it on those talk of sites. Yeah, our neighborhood sites. If you have yeah. a neighborhood community yes. Facebook page. Oh, yeah. And help that fur baby get back to its humans that much Mm -hmm. quicker you know kind of thing and so i love that we have the reach to be able to do more help more beyond just physically Mm -hmm. you know so anyway you were we were talking on the phone the other day Uh about i know (laughs) talking about even florence nightingale you know that Uh there's anecdotal information and evidence about you know back in her day so to speak right going back using, to the 1800s yeah using animals for therapy and healing even then mm-hmm. you know so talk to me about that a little bit yeah so there is anecdotal evidence looking at um especially um patients with mental illness and looking at um and now we know through scientific studies that you know animals help reduce anxiety oh but all day just, long yeah. you know it's and it's kind of like you think about anxiety it, and blood pressure blood pressure right and it's the animal helps to relax you so it relaxes mm-hmm. the body relaxes mm-hmm. the systems uh but yeah looking back they would have um she would florence nightingale would um like to bring in animals to you know the asylums or the institute mm-hmm. you know to institutions because they found that it would calm the patients, Aww. you know, and so even though there wasn't that science behind it, sure. it was still that anecdotal. It was they were seeing the effects sure. of how beneficial it was to the patients. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I see that people who care share. I love that, Cindy. And it's true. Sharing mm-hmm. really is caring no matter what, because we have such a broader reach now than ever with social media. And of course, obviously, we are huge animal lovers. So if you can get those babies shared out, share mm-hmm. away. What does it take to share something like a second? Mm-hmm. You know, and you might actually have helped them find their forever home. So right. you see something on there. If you see me share something, you better share it out. Or if you're like me and you're not the, you know, You'd rather knock on doors in your neighborhood than yeah. share it out on Facebook. You can do that, too. You can do <laughs> that, that, too. Although we've already discussed about how it, what technology inept at the moment you are. That's okay. We're getting that Although I do to have speed. to say, I live in a neighborhood that is, it has, it's kind of either young families, mm-hmm. right? Or it's the uh, empty nesters. So ah. our neighbors, a lot of them are empty nesters. So when their dogs get out, they are not seeing it. You know, we actually, I was knocking door to door one time ah. and 
found the dog's home because they didn't, you know, so there are still people, especially if you know you have a lot of elderly people in your Mm -hmm. community. Sometimes it helps to go old school. You know, if you're oh, trying yeah, to locate yeah. a pet or well, find no joke. You know, and home. two, if you if you're out and they and they walk them in the area, you know, mm-hmm. then the animal knows that area, and there's a chance that if it did get out, it's still somewhat close. So, right. I mean, we've done that for our neighbors too. When one of their animals would get out, we'd drive around the neighborhood, walk around the neighborhood, mm-hmm. calling, and sure enough, you know, most of the time we'd end up finding it. Thankfully, right. you know, not well, too far away. A lot away. of people know this, but if you do have an animal that gets out, cat, dog, whatever putting the animal's bedding out, putting it one of your t-shirts out because the oh, smell, yeah, the smell, you know, that really helps to yep. lead them back home. Exactly. Something or that you can call me with. and we can do remote viewing and I can help you find and it. And there <laughs> we go. We can find out where those babies are and get them back home safely, yeah. safely. Okay. So we have some fun things that I want to talk about before we wrap up today, because unfortunately, oh my gosh, our time is like so short. So I want to tell people, if you haven't seen this Kivni, it is the cutest video hands down like ever. Oh, I think I know what you're going to say. The kitty with with the lizards oh no have you seen that oh my god it's the cutest thing it's these little kittens and they oh i forget what kind of lizards they are anyway they're in this house and they have like two lizards and there's this one little kitty cat and it's staring at one and there's this one lizard off to the side and you know the cat's looking at this other one like what is that and here comes the other one the other little lizard and just comes up right behind it and barely touches it and you know we all you can't help but to giggle when you see the little kitty just like bling, you know and it <laughs> springs up and then it's just bouncing because it bounces in front of the other lizard and then it, it is just hilarious if you want to giggle do a Google search for the video of the kitty and lizard. Okay. The most hilarious feel good belly laugh video ever. It is absolutely precious. Absolutely precious. And so I wanted to ask you this before we're out of time. Do dogs or cats open up quicker to, you know, to healing, to talking, to letting you know what's going on? I'm just curious because I have both. Mm-hmm. For me, and I don't know if this is because I'm a dog person mm-hmm. more so, um, but for me, dogs and horses are by far the okay. first to open up. Um, and do- horses, just because they're so telepathic, it's yeah. just kind of like a download I get. Yeah. Um, with dogs, it's kind of the same thing. There are some dogs, I will say overall animals, um, if I just want to go in and have a conversation and find out what's your favorite toy, what's your favorite pet, they all want to talk about that. Oh, of course. <laughs> um, any animal. And dogs are dogs are more difficult to open up about a health issue because they're pleasers. Oh, Cats that's true. will open up more quickly because they want to be fixed and helped. Oh, gotcha. But dogs have a harder time. So it just depends on the topic. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. But you're still able to get the information you need at some point. Yeah. To be able oh, to absolutely. help them and help their humans mm-hmm. and all of that. All right. Yeah. So before, I want to make sure everyone knows how to get in touch with you. We'll also make sure we put it in the comment section as well. So how can people reach out to you if they have some concerns with their pets or even with themselves? How can they reach you to get some help? Um, they can go to my website at www.keveneyevan. It's K-E-V-E-N-E-Y-E-V-A-N-N-E.com. And Perfect. there's actually a place they can sign up there for a 30-minute okay. consult. If they Great. have questions or are curious, they can also okay. go to my Facebook page at The Mindful Manifester. Perfect. And also, too, they can, you can post questions here if you know if you come back and you're watching later or if you're listening to us and you go to the Facebook page mm-hmm. and you can put your comments in there. And we'll make sure Kivani comes back and has some time to answer any specific questions whenever they come up. So don't hesitate to ask. 
ask or if you need suggestions, whatever. And um, unfortunately, I think we're about to be out of time. I know we have so much fun. So I just want to say thank you, everyone. You know, let's do another little whoop, whoop, raise the roof. Thanks for watching on the Dorsey Show. I hope you guys had a great time. We are here every Wednesday. Wednesday, I don't even know. Thursday. Thursday. I'm weekly on Thursdays at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time here on Vinyl Draft Radio for my version of the Healthy Happy Hour to get you tuned in, turned on, and tuned up. And don't forget to connect with me. I'm all over social media, obviously. Dorsey Hill, D-O-R-C-I-H-I-L-L. Send me a connection. Let's get to know you a little bit better and maybe even have you come on the show. All right, so you guys have a great rest of the week, a fantastic weekend, and we will see you later. So TTFN, ta-ta for now. See you, Keevney. <laughs> see ya. Thanks Bye. for listening. <laughs> You've been listening to The Dorsey Show. I mean, come on, my show. Coming to you live from the ACU of Texas studio. To be on the show or get in contact with me, email me at dorsey at dorseyhillglobal.com. That's D-O-R-C-I at D-O-R-C-I-H-I-L-L global.com. And join us next week on Vinyl Draft Radio for more of The Dorsey Show, my show. See you next week.